worry about? What are the themes you worry about? Is it money, relationships, love? What, what are your biggest worries? What are your biggest concerns? Who in your life worries the most? And a better question for you is what's driving you to worry? Welcome back to The Liz Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. Today we are talking about what's driving you to worry. It's going to be a quick, bottom line type of episode. For me, it would appear almost everything I've ever worried about or became overly anxious about has rarely happened. And I say rarely in air quotes only because I'm sure there have been some occurrences where my worries or anxieties did come to fruition. However, I cannot recall any of those worries or concerns. Therefore, I assume that the worries that did not come about were not ones of really honest, great concern, if I can be blunt here for a second. My point is the rate of worrying and the event not occurring is usually higher than the event happening. And if what I worry about has less of a chance of coming to actualization, why do I waste so much time engaging in worrying? Have you ever asked yourself how much more productive would you be if you didn't worry? Have you ever asked yourself how much more bandwidth you would have if you didn't worry? Have you ever asked how much more you could be your best self if you broke up with the habit of learn of worrying? We know that fear, which I'm going to argue is also worrying. To me, worry, stress, and anxiety are all synonyms for fear. We know that fear can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. We also know that most of what people worry about will not happen. I believe all worrying really does is glorify Lucifer. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in the kingdom of evil. I want to be in the kingdom of God. That's me. You do your own thing. I know worrying has never helped me or even prepared me as much as I want to admit it for life. I can tell you, because I used to catastrophize quite a bit. I can tell you that I used to worry because my mom was a worrier. So it was a very much a learned behavior for me. I can tell you that I would worry and catastrophize and I would think that that was preparing me for the situation. And of course, the situation took a complete detour. Like the things that I was focused on and trying to prepare for through worrying wasn't even a plausible reality in that moment. I know through experience and wisdom now that rarely do the things I ever stress, worry, or even get upset about come to fulfillment. I have learned so much in the last 15 years to really trust God and walk with him. I know for me that every traumatic event I have ever experienced was one I did not prepare for. Not one I saw coming or even thought about happening. I don't know about you, but I, I never prepared for some of the traumatic events I went through. Everyone knows worrying is an unproductive waste of time, yet we continue to do it. I call it mental masturbation. Not the most beautiful phrasing there, but it is, right? There's nothing, there's no fruit that can come from worrying. And again, I was once inquisitively addicted to worrying, and I can humbly say I gained nothing from it. I lost a lot. I lost mental energy. I lost time. I lost being in the moment. I lost valuable relationships. I lost joy. I did submit to self-torment. Never did what I was worrying about ever play out as I imagined. Have you noticed that? I mean, sure, probably here and there or to a degree. But I mean, can we really ever be prepared I think that's why we have to trust in God so much. That's one of the reasons why I believe trusting fully in Jesus and practicing casting all of your cares, concerns, and anxieties onto God can be so productive and beneficial for your life. 
because you cannot be ready for every possible scenario. But when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you can trust that that Holy Spirit is going to guide you and tell you what to say and do. There's a verse on that off the top of my head. I don't know what it is, but I will let you research it. You open up your Bible and you figure it out this time. It's the verse. Now I'm going to find it. Okay. You got to give me a second while I look for it. All right. It's Luke 11:12. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. We can also apply it to worrying and what you should do in those moments. Okay. I found it for you. Now you can open up your Bible and highlight it. I also do believe in planning. I'm not saying don't be a planner, don't prepare. Obviously, the one who spends all of their money is going to be a foolish spender in in God's eyes. We can plan. We can plan. And we can have hopes that our plans will prepare us. But we will never know what is or is not going to reveal itself. Besides, if things hardly unfold as planned, and that's been my experience, maybe it's been yours too, then why would we fool ourselves with with worry and worrying about the situation? Personally, I believe the enemy has done a terrific job at getting people to focus on what they do not want to experience, which is fear. Faith is what is hoped for and fear is what is not hoped for. They are both equal in substance. Whereas God is saying, trust me, I will take care of you. I will handle all the concerns. You just have to trust me. You need to believe in me. You need to stop trying to battle your life alone and without me, right? No, instead Jesus says, abide in me. And God says in the New Testament, I think it's 2 Chronicles 2.16 or 1 Chronicles 2.16, that he's looking for faithful people. Psalm says the same thing. He's looking for faithful people. He's looking for people that will 100% do life his way. And the grace and love our Father in heaven gives us is genuinely amazing. It is the most satisfying, satisfying thing I've ever experienced. It is the most satisfying thing I've ever experienced. The peace that God speaks about in the word is real and it does surpass all understanding. It is supernatural. His peace will transcend you in more ways than one can ever begin to logically understand because God is illogical. I think his peace, God's peace, his security, and his love is by far the most amazing sensation ever. A few years ago, I spent a few months intentionally working on surrendering my worries. This was about four or five years ago. I was renewing my mind and and really teaching myself how to think like God. And every time, literally every time I had a worry, I would cast all of my cares onto God and I would recite 1 Peter 5, 7 and Philippians 4, 8. I'm sorry, Philippians 4, 7. I would choose to trust God in everything. I would say, I cast all my cares onto God for he cares for me. I choose to trust God in everything. He will make it all work out for my good. And that's Romans 8, 28. Ask yourself today, what can you do to start having more peace, to start having more trust, to start having more faith in God? God's going to help you with all of that, but you have to do your part too. I want to help you to start to discontinue participating with worry. It will take time, but like with any addiction, the first step is to grow awareness and also pay attention to your environmental triggers. Take a real honest look at your life and take inventory of every beautiful moment you have missed because you were dancing with worry instead of dancing with God. He's a way better partner. 
when I reflect on all the times I used to participate in worry, I realize I missed out on some magnificent moments because I allowed fear to take control when I didn't have to surrender to it. Fear only has power over you if you agree to it. If, if I don't agree to the fearful thoughts in my mind, which are going to come, I'm not free from them, I just take my thoughts captive, then it has no power over me. Likewise, if some stranger came to me and said, hey Liz, I hate you, you're my enemy, I'd be like, cool, I love you, I don't know you, but I love you. Right? Like, a person can't have power over me unless I give them power. And so many people give their power to the wrong kingdom, to the wrong principalities. What can you do differently today to proactively start to have more peace? And when you do begin to worry, how are you going to stop yourself? Because you have to interrupt these thought patterns. You have to cause such a large pattern interruption that you forget what you're talking about. Like, have you ever been talking to someone and a loud boom happened? And all of a sudden you realize everything is fine. And you look back at your friend, you're like, oh, what were you just talking about? It's because something interrupted your pattern of thinking so drastically that it made you lose focus. That's what you have to do with your, with your worrying thoughts. I personally keep my eyes on Christ. I remember that I can trust him and that he brings me comfort. And I remember that I can't control a lot. Like there's most of, of my existence on life is out of my control. The only thing I can control is what I think on, how I make decisions, and what I do with my time. And what I put in my body. And like what I do with my body, I guess we could say. So there's, there's, it all boils down to me and what's in my control. Today was a short episode. I hope you got some wins and takeaways about worrying and to stop it. I know you know it's stupid and silly and unproductive. But have you ever been intentional to find a strategy to break up with it? Let's quickly go into prayer. And if you found this episode effective or helpful, I ask that you share it with one person. Alrighty, let's pray. Father God, I ask that you help everyone who's listening to break up with their worry, to break up with those patterns. I ask that you help them to lean on you and trust in you. Help them to grow their awareness so that they pay attention to when they are agreeing with the spirit of fear and help them to break it through your power and your holiness. Father, I ask that you renew everyone's heart and mind into alignment to you and that your will is only done in this listener's life. I thank you for this listener. I ask that you keep your hand with this listener always and you protect them from evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Create a great day. I can't wait to see or chat with you next Tuesday.